Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This week's Come Follow Me, we will be discussing and studying Helaman chapters 1 through 6. So, as always, I want to give just a broad overview to begin, kind of a how did we get here, where are we, who is Helaman, what is the book of Helaman, just a broad overview of these of the book of Helaman, kind of, and then also, obviously, these six chapters. So, as a quick recap... Uh, we ended the uh, book of Alma with um, the Nephites pushing the Lamanites out of their land. The Nephites, or the Lamanites, sorry, I don't know what I said. Hopefully I said the Nephites pushed the Lamanites out, because that's what happened. And not the other way around. So the Nephites pushed the Lamanites out. And the Lamanites make one last attempt when Moroni, with Moroni Ha as the, the general, the chief captain there. It's Moroni's son. That fails, and that's how it ended. But, I mean, working back from there, uh, Pahoran and Moroni and the, the the armies in general kind of coalesce together. They unify. They stamp out the wickedness in their own capital city. The kingmen who had sought to take power and help the Lamanites, they squash that kind of just wickedness and rebellion at the heart of their at the heart of their capital city. And once they do that, once they've addressed that, they are able to rather quickly as compared to the rest of the wars and war chapters, push the Lamanites out of the land. So that's where we sit now as we start the book of Helaman. So it is important to remember that, um, the th- I mean, I didn't want to say important to remember. It's important to note, I think, the a few things first helaman uh, we have the book of helaman is actually the son of helaman who was the son of alma uh and so just knowing who we're dealing with here so when the the records went from alma to his son helaman and then to uh his brother shiblon uh shiblon would have he said passed it to corianton his other brother but Corianton had sailed away, um, and so Corian or so Shiblon then gives the plates to Helaman's son, who is Shiblon's nephew. So he gives it to his nephew Helaman. So you have Alma, Helaman, and now his Helaman's son Helaman is who the book of Helaman is named after, really. And he's not even yet actually last for too long in the book of Helaman in terms of we're going to end up moving on to another record keeper and his son Nephi. Um, but anyway, that's kind of just broad overview, the book of Helaman. There you go. So what happens in these six chapters? And I said a couple things that are important to point out. So the first was who Helaman is and where the book of Helaman comes from and whatnot. The second is what is really interesting to me. These six chapters that we're going to read today are roughly the same amount of time as the entire book of Alma. So we just read 63 chapters of Alma and it takes up about 30 years. Uh, and that's what the first six chapters roughly of Helaman is going to cover is about 30 years. So just keep that in mind that yes, 30 years is not a very long time. It isn't. But as we read through the pride cycle pretty rapidly, making some complete revolutions here around that cycle in these six chapters. Keep in mind that 
it's not like reading six chapters of Alma where, you know, six chapters of Alma might cover a year or two or something. This is over a little bit longer period, at least. So we'll give some some benefit of the doubt here to the Nephites, in that regard, at least. Uh, like I said, it still is a short amount of time. They still fly through this cycle pretty quickly. But just keep that in mind. Alma, the Book of Alma, and its 63 chapters cover a not very long time as, as compared to the rest of the books of the Book of Mormon, basically. Uh, outside of maybe Nephi um, and his specific records up front in the beginning, the rest of the books cover pretty large gaps in t- of time. You got you got to think that uh, we read, just read a tenth, about a tenth of the Book of Mormon is the Book of Alma, and it covers uh, what three percent of the history, um, because it covers, like I said, about thirty years, and it, we have about a thousand years that we need to cover from from be- beginning to end. So, just something interesting to note there. Uh, now what's going to happen this week, broad overview, Pahoran, the chief judge dies, his son takes, uh, over. Remember, as I've talked about in many other episodes, what tends to happen when there's a shift in power, not good things. So we're going to see some not good things happen directly coinciding with the shift in power. The, uh, after (laughs) some more deaths and, and whatnot. Helaman, this actually becomes the chief judge, just like, who would that be? Helaman, Helaman, his grand, his grandpa, great-grandpa, grandpa. Uh, anyway, like Alma, he becomes the chief judge. And so kind of sticking in the family line there. That's cool, except for that then someone tries to kill him. He ends up leaving to go uh, preach um, pardon me, I just flubbed there. He transitions to his son Nephi taking the judgment seat. Uh, Nephi is actually the one who ends up leaving to go preach. Uh, but anyway, so, spoiler alert, that's something else that happens. The more, more shift in power. Another son takes over. They, the Nephites end up being fairly prosperous after not being prosperous because of their wickedness and rebellion and they get they end up losing a lot of their land to the Lamanites. Uh the the a bulk of chapter four is Mormon actually just kind of lamenting the state of the people of Nephi and how wicked they became and that they started trusting in the arm of the flesh. In chapter five we're gonna read about Nephi and Lehi and we're gonna hear the words of wisdom that their father Helaman gave them. We're going to hear uh, a miraculous story about them being preserved while in the, in a prison at, with the Lamanites, um, which ignites a large, huge, I mean, just conversion of in mass of the Lamanite people. And we end up getting a switch in kind of righteousness here where the Lamanite people in general are the righteous people, and the Nephites in general are wicked. The Lamanites are trying to preach. It's kind of flipped the script here. The Lamanites then try to preach to the Nephites. Uh, chapter 6 is, um, I think, a pretty critical chapter in the Book of Mormon in terms of 
applying things to our day, it gives us, I think, a lot of context as to why a Mormon includes some of the things he includes. There are some some chapters like that and some verses throughout the Book of Mormon that to me are these like little, just whether intentional or not, but you we really see Mormons thinking his his intent. Uh, you know, we we have the title page of the Book of Mormon that tells us the purposes um, of the Book of Mormon, and throughout the Book of Mormon, there are these little little nuggets. And sometimes it's, like I said, just a little a verse here and there. Sometimes it's more extended. And uh, I think chapter 6 of Helaman is one of those areas. And I'll, when we when I discuss that, I'll make sure I touch on that for sure. Moroni, when he, once he picks up the writing and he starts writing, he, you know, puts includes the book of Ether for us. And then in his writings, he does the same type of thing where you can really see his intent and why he... Uh, why he includes some of the things he includes. Um, and what it boils down to is 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 this. And so I'll, uh, with that, I'm going to transition into what it boils down to, and hopefully I'll tie these thoughts together. This week comes Follow Me Manual. The first section, first paragraphs, it talks about that uh, it, the, this chapter, these chapters begin with, quote, a serious difficulty among the people of the Nephites. And as the Come Follow Me points out, the difficulties just keep coming. They don't stop. Um, and they've they've been happening as we read the Book of Alma. Like The difficulties just keep happening and happening. And we read about political intrigue and bands of robbers, rejection of the prophets, pride and disbelief throughout the land. And so I asked myself when I got to that point, I said, well, why does Mormon focus so much on the difficulties of the Nephites? Why is there just... I mean, you'll notice that it, interestingly... A lot of the chapters where they're doing, or a lot of the time, I should say, that they're doing really well, he summarizes by saying, you know, and the the X year of the judges passed it, in the next year, and the X in this year, and this year, and there was peace among the people, or there was mostly peace, or something. He'll say something along those lines, right? But he just kind of goes right over them, and. So I, I asked myself, why? Why does he focus so much on the negative things, I guess, on the difficulties? And then I asked myself, though, is he really focusing on that? Or is he focusing on what led to that so we can avoid it? And how righteous people behave in that time? And the next part of the of Come Follow Me says, but we also find examples like Nephi and Lehi and, quote, the more humble part of the people close quote, who not only survived, but thrived spiritually. How did they do it? How did they stay strong while their civilization began to decline and fell apart? The same way any of us stay strong in the mighty storm. The devil sends to beat upon us by building our lives upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. And I think that's what, and I think chapter six, when I get there, I'll talk about that. It's, I, I think that's what, Mormon and Moroni focused on, they saw our day, they saw what we would be living in. And so they said, all right, I'm going to skip over these peaceful parts because you're not going to be living in those peaceful parts. You're not going to be living in those times. You're going to be living in the not great times. How does it, how do you, how do righteous people combat that? How do you try to get it back to a good time? How do you stay righteous in the face of adversity, in the face of a storm? How do righteous people live 
in wartime. Well, guess what? We have 20 chapters of war chapters in Alma to teach us about what good leadership, what good disciples uh, look like in wartime, in in, in literal actual war conflict time. What does that look like? But then we also have those cha- those chapters that teach us about spiritual warfare and what it, and how we can combat that. And as we read the book of Helaman and these first in ch- these these chapters this week, especially especially as we focus on them this week, uh, we'll learn a f- about a few of the things and a few of the ways in which true humble followers of Christ remain true humble followers of Christ despite what's going on in the world, despite what's going on in their communities, and in so doing. They, re- they stay strong and are blessed and can be a, a way in which their communities can be turned around. Um, and so we'll talk about those as we go. That's kind of the high level overview of this week's chapters. Um, it was kind of this, like I said, that was my, I, I read Come Follow Me, that first paragraph, first few sentences. And I thought, yeah, it is difficulties and they do just keep coming. Why did Mormon focus on that so much? And I st- literally, this is this is the way my study played out. I asked myself that. I read that. I asked myself that question, and then I thought, you know, no, I think he's I think he's focusing on how people are acting and the righteous and what can we learn in those situations. And then the next section, part of uh, "Come Follow Me," kind of lays that out as that this is you, despite having all of these difficulties, we get great stories like Moroni and Helaman and the stripling warriors and the Ammonites and. In these chapters, we're going to read about uh, Nephi and Lehi and their dad Helaman and how they remain strong and faithful. Those that's that's for us. That's for us, right? I think that when we read these chapters, and I think, like I said, chapter six is this kind of chapter where you we can really draw some, learn some things about what Mormon was seeing and writing for our day. But as we read these chapters, we can see our day in them. And then we can see, okay, what did this guy do to stay strong? What did this group of people, how did they keep their covenants? And from that, we can learn and grow. So I'm excited to go over these chapters with you. The plan right now uh, for your information is to do two chapters at a time. So they'll be, we'll do uh, Helaman 1 and 2, and then 3 and 4, and then 5 and 6. Uh, subject, subject to change as always, but that's kind of my plan as I have uh, worked this out and uh, have this kind of planned out. So... I'm excited to go through this with you. I hope you'll join me in these next uh, few episodes as we discuss Helaman chapters 1 through 6. And I hope you, en- more more importantly, I hope you enjoy your study of Helaman chapters 1 through 6 and that you learn something for you and your family this week that can draw you closer to the Savior. Thanks for joining, and I hope to catch you in the next episode.